Welcome to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. You're listening on EWTN Radio or St. Gabriel Radio. Beyond Damascus is carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Perfect. Hello and welcome to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. My name is Aaron Richards. I'm one of the executive directors here at Damascus, the missionary campus where we work to awaken, empower, and equip a generation to live the adventure of the Catholic faith. And what an awesome mission it is. You know, we're trying to proclaim that truth, that an authentic encounter with Jesus, it it, it truly can't exist outside of a life poured out on mission. So uh, I'm here in the illustrious Damascus Media Studio. I'm joined by my brothers, my my friends, Mr. Uh, Dan Demite. Welcome, Dan. What's up, guys? And Brad Pierron. Yes. Yeah. What's up, guys? Good to be with you. Beyond okay. Damascus. This is exciting, guys. We're just really blessed to be able to do this uh, podcast and to share the truths that God's been pouring out onto us as a community yeah. with the rest of the world. Yeah. 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 So St. Paul, uh, he popularized the term Damascus. Damascus is a historical city, but St. Paul was the guy who on his way to Damascus, he was awakened to new faith, right? Mm -hmm. He encountered the person of Jesus. He was empowered through the prayer of the missionary community at Damascus. And then ultimately he was equipped and sent out on mission. And that's what we want to do here at Mm -hmm. Damascus. And that's what we want to do here on the show Yeah, is to awaken, empower, and equip a generation. That's right. Yeah. And I I was just going to add that St. Paul, like, what did he do? He went and he brought life to the churches. And that's what we want to do now is we want to bring life to the churches. And, uh, oh, man. And I, I think Our churches that. need a lot of life, right? <laughs> that's right. That's right. It's just like we, we like to say there's nothing boring about Catholicism. There's just a lot of boring Catholics. And <laughs> so, like, let's just break the this myth that Catholicism is boring and yeah. let's just own up to the fact that if the church is lame, it's because we haven't brought the fire of the Holy Spirit into the church. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, we're here to, to hopefully awaken you guys and, and have some fun of bringing some fire. Yeah, so we are the show where encounter meets mission. We went back and forth internally a little bit as we're kind of relaunching the show today as to whether that language was even appropriate mm-hmm. uh, as sort of our tagline, you know, is, is, is encounter and mission, are these like, are these Christianese uh, <laughs> terminology that we should be avoiding? I, I think the answer ultimately is no, right? In, in where encounter meets mission. These are terms that are actually not necessarily a part of just the DNA mm-hmm. at this place, Damascus, but these are a part of our, our, our DNA as Christians, right? Mm-hmm. That, that we are, we are a, pre, a people who are built for an encounter with Jesus mm-hmm. and built to be sent on mission. Mm-hmm. So uh, <laughs> as, we, as we jump into today's show, kind of that, that's where we start. We're starting at the roots, ask, actually asking the Lord to, to reveal to us what it means to be a people who's, who's built for encounter with him. Yeah, that's right. And, and being built for encounter with him, we're also built for a relationship with him, right? That when we encounter people, like the people that are going to be listening to this podcast, when we encounter each other here at this table, the relationship that we have, it gets better. It increases. And so encounter relationship, we're made for it all. So I want to introduce us to, to what I, what I've identified as the five steps to encounter. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now that we're going to, we're going to go ahead and uh, copyright that <laughs> encounter in five easy steps. <laughs> yeah, is this an alien encounter? This is, this is, a, this is a book that I'm writing. Oh, okay, got it. <laughs> right now. Uh, so here's the deal: in an encounter with Jesus, um, I, I think that a good path to get there. If, if as you're hearing these words, you're thinking to yourself, like, oh, that's all well and good. Um, I don't know if I could ever. I can. I don't know if I could say that I could identify the last time I actually had a powerful mm. encounter with Jesus. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, First, we're going to always start in Scripture, 
Um, scripture is like our, it's our, it's our foundation for understanding the promises of God, mm-hmm. right? That God speaks to us. Sometimes, uh, uh, you know, I, I've heard it said that, uh, I, that God doesn't talk to me, that God doesn't speak to me. Well, um, one time I was, I was praying up in my room, I was 16 years old and I was thinking that to myself. And then I looked down and I realized my Bible was open in front of me <laughs> and God was like, yep, there are 700,000 of my words that I spoke to you. <laughs> like, there. Yeah, yeah. Just look at them, right? <laughs> uh, so coming from a place of scripture, we're going to look at testimony. Um, one of the best ways that we can encounter the power of God is actually through hearing the testimony of how he's worked in other people's lives. That when we hear the testimony of the way that God has worked, it, it actually, it, it, it's an invitation. It's a permission for God to do again in others what he's done in us mm-hmm. or to do in us what he's done in others. Mm-hmm. So we hear the testimony of the saints. We hear the testimony of our peers, of yes. those heroes of the faith that have gone before us, right? We hear testimony of, uh, of scripture. And then ultimately we have to root ourselves in an expectation that uh, uh, faith, right? A faith that God will keep his promises. And when we root ourselves in faith and expectation, mm-hmm. then, then we can move to step four, ready? Mm-hmm. Uh, step four is invitation, mm-hmm. that we actually make an active invitation for God to act. And then we back it up through actually activating all of those, all of those components, right? There's, there's a million different ways in the church to, to pray powerfully and meaningfully. Mm-hmm. And we can activate those in really practical ways. So scripture, testimony, expectation, invitation, and activation. That's where we're going to go today. Why am I laying it out up front? Because uh, my goal is that as, as we share, guys, as we kind of go back and forth through the course of today's show, that we would be ready and receptive to see that come alive in us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Let's start with scripture. I just think that like, ah, man, I sometimes I'm at mass and I just get so frustrated at people because I'm like, they're like the gospel is being proclaimed and Jesus is like in the gospel. Mm. He's like healing people or raising <laughs> dead people back to life. And people are just mm-hmm. sitting there like not even like, yeah. there's no expectation that the encounters in scripture are meant to be a testimony of what's going to happen in my life. That and like awesome. when I yeah. read scripture, like Jesus approaches me, yeah, like he right. approached James and John, Peter and Andrew. Jesus comes to me mm-hmm. in my deafness and my blindness and my crippledness and my broken lifestyle to heal me. And he comes to me to raise me from the dead. And when we see scripture is simply kind of like the the kind of the preface of the show of my life, the, mm-hmm. the way God wants to work, mm-hmm. it raises that expectation of like, oh man, I want to encounter God like Moses encountered God. I want to encounter <laughs> yeah. God like Elijah. I want like what Jeremiah got. Yeah. I want that for me, what Peter, what Paul, yeah. I want this. And when you, when, when we, when we kind of, I think what the problem with modernity is we limit God's power. Word. Is thanks. I know. <laughs> I can't believe I got it out of my mouth. Like moder- the problem with modernity is we limit God's power mm-hmm. based off of other people's experiences as opposed to the promise that God makes yeah. in yeah. Scripture. Yeah, and I think that's something that we see in the church all the time. That when you're having conversations about like what is it in the church right now that's that's not meshing. I yeah. think it's given so many names, like some people will say it's these issues and some people will say it's these issues. But I think the predominant issue in the church today is not a matter of politics or a matter of economics, but it's a matter of indifference that Mm -hmm. the good news isn't the good news anymore. That when you read the scriptures, it's not good news. It's just that news that we've heard before that falls in line with all of the other stories. And it's not come alive in a movie, like a Marvel movie that we're wrapped into. And so the story just falls on deaf ears to your point, Dan. But if we can actually read those stories, like we're reading them for the first time, envision them like they're actually happening, which they did, then our entire lives change. 
Well, I, and I think the challenge is, do we believe that what God did in Scripture, he can do in our yeah. life? Right? Yeah. So we remind ourselves of the promises of God, right? That that the words, you know, when Jesus went out into the desert um, and, and he was tempted by the enemy, what, what did he, he? He looked to the promises that God speaks. Mm-hmm. So man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes forth from the mouth of God. That when we actually, when, when we surround ourselves with that word spoken, the word of God carries power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. It reminds us of who we are. It develops our identity. Well, and if you're struggling in your faith right now, too, I think that's, I mean, the word of God carries power, right? Yeah. And so if you're like, well, I want an encounter with Jesus. Well, Jesus in John 1, right, it says, I am the word. Like, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Mm-hmm. And that word yeah. made his dwelling among us. And he wants to make his dwelling among me and you. Mm-hmm. And he actually wants us to encounter him as words. So let's quit talking about it. Let's uh, let's activate it. I want to I want to share some of the promises that that mm-hmm. God speaks to us in Scripture. So um, mm-hmm. I I guess I am kind of a theologian. I studied theology in college, but <laughs> theologian I, Aaron. I, I don't here. I don't know the I don't know the here's here's the deal. You want to figure it out? Just go look at like a concordance. Search on Google <laughs> the, the word. promises of God. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> so uh, here's my secret: the I looked for Google. I looked for a relationship with Jesus in Scripture. Okay, <laughs> and um, the the first one that the the first one that I my heart was drawn toward was mm-hmm. was in John chapter fifteen verse five. Jesus makes this this declaration about the way that we are called to exist in relationship with him, right? Mm-hmm. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever remains in me and I in him will bear much fruit because without me, you can do nothing, <laughs> right? That feels good. Who wants to do nothing? <laughs> <laughs> I've got the secret sauce. If you want to be a failure in life, try to do life yes. apart from Jesus. <laughs> That's kind of what I've been going for. Right? <laughs> yeah. That, that, that we, you know, what does it mean to be attached to the vine? Yeah, I, I, uh, we, I, even in even in professional ministry, I think um, I operate from this mindset. I find myself falling into this place so many times that like I go and I go and I go and I pour out and I pour out and I pour out and hey, you know, it's time for me. I just need I need a little break. Mm-hmm. I need a little me time yeah, right. to go back and to recharge and to refresh. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's the way that Christians were designed to operate. No, and just, I mean, it's this whole idea of encounter has to be more than just like thinking about God as well, right? It's got to be that remaining in yeah. God, that like he's the source of life. And so mm-hmm. like the me time isn't enough. It's that I have a this this source of life that's fueling me, that's feeding me, <laughs> that's yeah. driving me and allowing me to stay alive. Yeah, the, 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 little, the little grape branches, they don't have to... They don't have to struggle and go back and get refreshed. Um, I saw this analogy. They, they stay attached. We, yeah. we looked out the window. There's a bunch of dead grapevines hanging on our trees out here. Why? Because we, we cut them off the vine. The vine. Yes, <laughs> that's right. We, I saw this analogy one time. It was a three-day retreat. And the uh, the first day, the, the person goes and cuts a branch off of a tree. And they're, they're like, this is your relationship with God. It's alive. It's green. It's vibrant. And then mm. over the course of the four days, or th- um, the 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 stuff that leaves just start to shrivel and die. And mm-hmm. it is, it's like whenever I see a dead leaf, I'm like, oh man, apart from God, like apart from prayer and apart from that encounter with him daily, I just start to shrivel up yeah. and mm-hmm. I, I lose the source of life. Yeah. And that, that branch that comes forth from the vine looks so similar to the vine. I think that's what I love about it so much is that as I remain attached mm-hmm. to the vine, 
the life that I'm bringing forth is all because of the life that the vine is bringing to my branch. And so I begin seeing my life in light of Jesus's, which brings us back to this scripture idea that like when I'm looking at scripture, am I looking at Jesus's life as something that's been here and gone or something that's active now for me and through me that like when I remain attached to Jesus, I can do all things. When I'm not attached to Jesus, I can do nothing, right? And so I think that just brings us back into Scripture. It allows us to to chew on just like the words of Jesus more and more that like, what does that mean for you to be alive and active now and through me, bringing the same fruit you've brought into me through me? You want to you want to learn to see what scripture says about relationship just look at the psalms right yeah that that you've got this you've got this it's like a it's an insight into the prayer journal of of David David and Solomon <laughs> That's like, right? gosh um, yes. You know, uh, their prayer journal is a lot better than my prayer journal, by the way. <laughs> Mine's it's like, today I'm was doing, a tough day. Yeah, I'm doing like, something wrong. I think I'm, like, I'm dang off it. the beaten path. <laughs> so, yeah, They're t- also highly emotive. It's like uh, like highs and lows, David. What's going on, man? You're like, up and so, down. So let's, let's read oh, ourselves. Sorry. Taste and see that the Lord is good, right? Blessed is the one who takes refuge yeah. in him. Um, Here's a, here's a great image for Dan. I'm sure you'd like this. As a deer longs for streams of water, my soul longs for you. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you say that I would like you? Like, I just see you. I see, like, I see you. You follow deer on campus like, like, all, all like the time. Deer. Yeah, I, I like little cute deer. <laughs> but what, what if, I mean, what if we understood that like it, it's, it's just, it's the story that was developed for thousands of years and then was fulfilled in the person of Jesus. Yeah. That, that we're, we're created for relationship with, with God. Yeah. We, we can't yeah. exist apart from him. Yeah. And, um, and furthermore, when we encounter a relationship with him, that's when we come alive, taste mm-hmm. and see that the Lord is good, mm-hmm. right? And I don't know, to wrap it up, um, it, we, 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 hear it a, we hear it a handful of different ways in scripture, but Romans chapter eight, I think really beautifully uh, communicates this. Those who are led by the spirit of God are children of God. For you did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you received a spirit of adoption mm-hmm. through which we cry, what? Abba, Father, mm-hmm. right? That it, mm-hmm. it, we, we pray it every Sunday. It's, it's the prayer that's on our lips. It's been memorized since we were little, you know, kindergartners. But, but we, we pray those words as Jesus taught us to call God our, our Father. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and it's, it's just an, it's an affirmation of the fact that we are built for encounter and relationship. And if your Christian life is not marked Mm-hmm. by those moments of intimate encounter, like there's something wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that imagery. Cause it's just like, <clears throat> you know, whether you have a relationship with your dad or not. Yeah. Right. It's mm-hmm. very clear. Like when, like you just, when you start talking about someone's dad, they're all, oh, I have a good relationship with my dad or I don't have a good relationship with that. It's not like, oh, I know a lot about my dad. I learned about my dad. Like, uh, I know about my dad's life. No, it's like, I either have a good relationship or I don't. And we were made. Yeah for a good relationship with our dad. And Jesus was the revelation of dad, right? That he Mm -hmm. came into the world to reveal God to man. And so if I want to have a deeper relationship with Abba Father and to know what it means to be a son of God and Mm -hmm. to live in relationship with this God, I look at the life of Jesus and I say, the life of Jesus and the relationship Jesus had with the Father, that's the relationship the Father wants with me, right? That And Mm -hmm. baptism uh, uh, gives us the opportunity to actually enter into Jesus's relationship that he has 
mm-hmm. with the Father and the mm-hmm. Father's relationship with Jesus. And so, like, it's like baptism is like our like into the Trinity. Like, dude, I, I need a network with the. I need to get into this like this amazing community of love, right? Yeah. And baptism gets us into that community, which mm-hmm. is that relationship. Yeah. And in the Psalms, I haven't been able to get past the idea of taste and see that the Lord is good yeah. that you were yeah. reading there, Aaron, because just what you were saying earlier, Dan, that like when we go into a church, I think we've bought into the lie that the idea is that we should come and hear that the Lord is good mm-hmm. instead of to taste and to see that the Lord is good. That's very different, right? To come and hear mm-hmm. that can be all external to taste and see is all internal. Like taste is experience and sight is perception. And if I'm tasting and seeing that the Lord is good, when I experience him in taste differently, I see him differently. I perceive him differently. And that's that's like the story of scripture. And yeah. I know that we're getting to testimony, but that's the story of testimony that I've perceived God as good because I've experienced him as good. Yeah. And now let me tell you about that or let me read yeah. someone else who has tasted and seen that the Lord is good. You're listening to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. Beyond Damascus is aired on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network and right here in Central Ohio on St. Gabriel Radio. You can listen to the whole version of today's show at www.ewtn.com slash radio slash podcasts. Or check us out on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. We'll be right back with this episode after a short break. This is Raul Caro, founder of the JP2 Catholic Radio Network. Catholic Radio promotes a sense of the personal encounter. A type of encounter found between a radio host and callers helps to soften up the heart and open it up to receive the word, which is the good news. As a result, hearts are transformed and lives are saved because of Catholic Radio. The world needs EWTN Catholic Radio. Now more than ever. Brian Patrick and a panel of international contributors showcase the universality of Catholicism. Each week on The Catholic Sphere, we connect with EWTN contributors from different parts of the world. Each, I think, has a unique perspective on issues of concern for all of us as Catholics. It reminds us that we're really a universal church. Christ called all of us to be his disciples. The Catholic Sphere, tomorrow afternoon, 2.30 Eastern on EWTN Radio. Welcome back to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. Beyond Damascus is aired on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network and right here in Central Ohio on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. You know, as we as we talk about scripture, I think so step number two in our our five steps to encounter with Jesus is testimony. You know, scripture, Brad, you kind of made the connection, right? That scripture and testimony are they walk hand in hand. Mm-hmm. And the distinction that I, I think it's good to draw is just that scripture is the promise of God over us. We certainly hear story and testimony of experience in scripture, but a lot of times I can read what happens in a book, even a book like the Holy Scripture, like the Word of God, <laughs> and I can think for whatever reason that that that's not applicable to my life. Yeah, right. That's not real for me. Mm-hmm. So uh, step two is is when you know if you want to be encouraged, if you want to be invited into encounter with Jesus, uh, surround yourself with people who can share testimony, who can build faith yeah. about about how their encounter with Jesus has been has been, you know, transformative. Yeah, and if we're not convinced by this, like just think about any time you've been told something from someone that like led you to do something, you know, um, yes. when you were talking about testimony there, Aaron, I was thinking about in college. So I went to Ohio state 
and I'm uh, from like a little small town of Portsmouth, Ohio. And oh, yeah. um, Portsmouth doesn't have a whole lot of things that Columbus does. And when I got to Ohio State, I wasn't familiar with a lot of like the restaurants or even the, like the fast <laughs> food chains. And I got like to Moral Tower at Ohio State, and I was in this room with like, I don't even remember, probably like 25 guys. I'm just kidding. It was probably like 10, but like we were just packed in there. And one of the guys was like, Hey, I'm going to Canes. Does anyone want to go? I was like, Canes. Oh man, like what is it? What Canes? Is, what's Canes? Like, what are you talking about? He's like, raising Canes chicken fingers. I was like, I like chicken fingers, but man, I, I have no idea what you're saying. He goes, Well, let me just tell you this. It's the best chicken fingers you'll ever have, <laughs> the best sweet tea you'll ever have. And as soon as he said sweet tea, I'm like, sold. And uh, there was just something about that. And I, I know it's like. And I was, don't know. And, like, was your, like, and was your life transformed? It was the, transformed the forever. My, my body weight was also transformed for the <laughs> next uh, year or two. And um, I, I just think, though, it's a good story to like just ground us in the idea that that testimony matters. That like when someone shares with you something and they share it with you passionately and they share it with you wholeheartedly, like yeah. even if it's something like Canes. Like Did you enjoy Canes? I loved it. Yeah. Like cane sauce to this okay. day. So I had the same experience. A, and so I was like, duh, like you've got to try canes. And I'm like, oh, oh, okay. And so I got like super hyped up for canes. Dan, I don't was say like, it. I, I know like, where you're going. I know where you're going. Like, don't say it. This don't, isn't that don't. good. And, and everyone and so, can turn the podcast so, but off Here's now. the what crazy thing. I'm like still convinced <laughs> that Canes is the best that there is. I'm like, I just haven't experienced how good it is yet. Unless <laughs> <laughs> you just got a bad like, box combo. Yeah, so I'm the testimony sure. has convinced me that it is the best. Even, I'm just like, man, even, maybe I just I still got to keep trying it. Testimony's more, more valuable <laughs> yes. than your personal experience. Yeah. Yes. yeah. I'll, I'll stay faithful that Canes is the best, and I just have to continue trying. But there is just something about us there's something in us that's wired to respond to testing yeah. it's it's like anytime someone tells me a good story i'm like in it and if you it's got, about them yeah. and something they experienced i'm like i i want to experience yeah. that you so, gotta I check out this movie it was right. amazing it you was gotta amazing. listen uh-huh. to this band it's insane, it's insane. like yeah. right like whatever you right. hear you want to engage and i just think like well where's testimony in the catholic church like when was the last time you were at mass and you heard someone testify to the fact that jesus changed their life right Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. i just wonder like does it make sense for our churches to begin or end mass or somehow (laughs) testify why because i want to be a play at I want to be at a place where lives are being changed, right? And mm-hmm. so if we're not testifying that God is a God of transformation, God's a God yeah. who changes lives, if we're not sharing that week after week, then why do I show up week mm-hmm. after week, mm-hmm. right? Like, And I think sometimes our Protestant brothers and sisters, they're testifying so much. They're like, the God's moving here, God's moving here, God's moving here. Well, as a normal human being, because yeah. I'm hardwired for this, I want to be where God's moving. Yeah. And so sometimes because we fail to testify mm-hmm. where God's moving— we lose people yeah. to those who are testifying. Yeah. Well, and testimony is the tradition of the church. You know, like I, I will say, St. John Newman does testimonies. What's that? At mass. Oh, yeah. Nice. There That's you go. Amazing. Some <laughs> parishes do Good testimonies work. at mass. That's. I think it's it's a game changer. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, here at Damascus, like this, this is it's one of the most consistently impactful parts of our program. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, right. Where so at the end of every at the end of every retreat or summer camp, we have the opportunity for kids to actually stand up in front of their peers. Yeah. And share the testimony of what God's yeah. done in their lives, and it's it's just amazing to see these. You know, uh, what's our goal? Our goal is that we lead young people into an encounter with Jesus, mm-hmm. so that they could be charged for mission. Yeah, and and it's just it's so funny to mm-hmm. see these kids. You know, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth uh, graders stand up on stage and just yeah. 
come alive with mm-hmm. like an apostolic zeal as they mm-hmm. exhort their peers. Why? Because because they've been touched by the person of Jesus. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And they have something to share. Like we all have something to share. Like what's going on in our lives and how is Jesus impacting that? That, that should be able to be asked by every Christian yeah. and every Christian should find an answer to that. Here's what's yeah. happening in my life. Here's what God's been doing amidst that. And here's what he's bringing me to do after that. Yeah. And, so, and everyone has a million testimonies, right? Like, so I yeah. have a testimony as to why I believe that the Eucharist is the real presence of God. I have a testimony as to why mm-hmm. I believe in the power of confession. I yeah. have a testimony of how I encountered Jesus in prayer this week, right? Yeah. Like any, yeah. any question of like, where is God moving and mm-hmm. active and alive in your life? It's yes. a testimony, right? That's like right. I, I, I have a testimony of the fact that my uncle was in the hospital with COVID and it was looking like extremely bad, right? And through prayer and intercession, he's healed and he went home yesterday. So I can testify to the glory of God that God mm-hmm. uh, uh, saved a man who was on his deathbed through the power of inter- Yeah, absolutely. It was amazing. <laughs> you did. And there's a testimony during the he's testimony coming portion. home. Thank you, Jesus, yes. right? Praise and God. so there's just, there's power in testimony because yeah. as you said it earlier Aaron when we testify to the power of God it gives hope that wow what God did there mm-hmm. he can do again yeah. yeah yeah that's the fundamental testimony of Christianity is that God pursued me yeah. that he came after me that he didn't give up on me like that is that's that's what it is and if if that's like not shared if that's not lived out then we're doing a disservice to the the church that's been built off the story of saints it's been built yeah. off the story of men and women like us, like average everyday people that are just trying to get through the world and God breaks in and he brings them into his world. And then the world looks different. And that's, that's testimony. It's like, even with where we're at in the Christian walk, when a a, a little eighth grader gets up there and testifies, it blesses my life Yeah, (laughs) because I hear what they say. And I'm like, the way that you experienced him so purely Lord Humble my heart to pursue you like that. Yeah. Because it's the simplest stories that create the greatest impact in me oftentimes. Yeah. And so I I think testimony, it's this beautiful two-sided reality where, yes, I should be experiencing the Lord and testifying. But if you're in a place like where you feel like you're not experiencing God, read about someone who has and allow your heart to then plead with the Lord that Mm. something like that would be real for you. Okay. So Brad, I have a question. So this is, this is a legit question, right? So what, what happens? So you heard testimony that Keynes was amazing and you experienced Keynes and you thought it was amazing, right? I heard testimony that Keynes was amazing. I got hunger built in me, literally expectation (laughs) built in me. I went and I was let down because Keynes wasn't as good as I thought. So what do we do when we're testifying in the church? And we're like, I experienced God like this. I experienced God like this. I got this. I got this. And it builds faith in someone. And they're they're hungry all of a sudden. They're like, I want to experience God like Keynes, right? And then, But then they don't. And then they're led to disappointment, right? Mm -hmm. What do we do about that? Yeah. Well, don't we have to be real? I think the first thing is like testimony is not made up. It's honest. Yeah. And, and the testimony of the great saints, they're honest about the, the ways they didn't experience what they expected and the ways they experienced something that wasn't expected, you know? And like some of us, we mm. show up at the Eiffel Tower on a rainy day. Yeah. You know, some of <laughs> yeah. us, some of us like, like we do. Yeah. And, and that happens. That, that doesn't take away from the fact that the Eiffel Tower on a beautiful night is beautiful. Yeah. I just showed up on a rainy day. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes that's because of circumstances around me. Sometimes um, my, my vision isn't super clear that day because I only got three hours of sleep and I'm rubbing my eyes. Like I, I think that testimony 
we, we, we do well to see testimony as authentic representation, not as exaggerated storytelling. Yeah. They're like, my testimony is real. Like I'm a human being who is trying to pursue an infinite God. And sometimes my hunger that I build up is, I don't know, disordered or not aimed in the right way at a given moment. And God doesn't come through in this way, but lo and behold, when I'm faithful to him, he comes through in this way. And then that story awakens someone else. Whereas if he came through in this way, I would have just attributed it all to the person who told me that could happen. Yeah. But instead he's like, well, no, not here. But if you stay with me, then here, I think something about honesty is yeah. to be at play with that. Yeah. No, I so, think it's so, great. so how do we, how do we actually activate this in our lives? Right. Yeah. We can, we can activate scripture by going mm-hmm. back to the promises of God and, and, and entering into study and remembering that God speaks purpose over our life and mission. Mm-hmm. How do we how do we actually activate as Christians this this pursuit of being inspired through testimony? Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's the, a question. Yeah, no, 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 no. it's a good, it's such a usually good... you ask rhetorical questions and then you answer your own questions. So I was like, ready? <laughs> yeah. Okay, tell me. For I'm everyone like, watching, uh, Aaron's the smartest one at the table. Yeah, so I wasn't we thinking of an defer. answer because I thought you had it. So <laughs> how do we activate uh, activate testimony? I think. I think we just, we keep hungering. I think mm-hmm. hunger is the, the key. So like if I desire a breakthrough and an experience of God, I may show up to the Eiffel Tower on a rainy day, mm-hmm. um, but not every single day is going to be rainy. Sooner or later, he's going to break through. You know, Lord. I think of like the man that showed up at the, the waters of Bethesda. It says he had been, he, he had been coming for 38 years, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh my, like, could you imagine being crippled and crying out for 38 years that mm-hmm. God would heal you? And, and, and yeah. day after day, year after year, like building up hope, building up expectation that he would be the first one to get to the waters of Bethesda and be mm-hmm. healed. And like just the the amount of faithfulness of showing up every day, yeah. like he showed up day after day. And finally, after 38 years, Jesus shows up. Yeah. And in an instant, his entire yeah. life is transformed. And I know there's probably some people who like, you've been showing up faithfully and you're like, I want to know mm-hmm. God. And you mm-hmm. haven't experienced the depths of God like you want. Like, yeah keep going, like just pursue them. I know that like I've experienced God in powerful ways and I'm Mm -hmm. still not satisfied. Like all of heaven is this like in like entering into the beatific vision of this pursuit of the depths of God. And guess what? You'll never get all of God. And so like Mm -hmm. literally all of heaven will be this, I'm not satisfied. I want more satisfaction. Like this, (laughs) this tension of like perfectly satisfied and yet wanting more. Yeah. Well, think about St. Monica, right? Like as you're saying that, like, St. Monica wanted so much for St. Augustine, like so, like so much. Yeah. And St. Monica just was pleading and pleading. But did she say like after, I don't know, however many years, you know what? It's a lost cause. <laughs> it was like, no, like I'm going to continue to contend. I'm yeah. going to continue to show up in prayer because I believe you're faithful, God. I believe the, yeah. the scriptural promises you've made and I'm going to stay true to my prayer. And then look at St. Augustine. Like, yeah. Baller. Baller. One of the greatest saints ever. And talk about testimony. Like, yeah. He is like one of the primary testifiers in the church's history. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I mean, it's it's beautiful seeing Augustine. Why? Because, I mean, his kind of his his most famous phrase that that we identify is a very affirmation of this show, right? Mm. That um, our our hearts are restless until they rest in you, oh God, right? Mm. Our hearts are restless until they rest in you. And um, kind of to wrap up our conversation on testimony, because I want, I want to move on to uh, to step number three, expectation, mm-hmm. right? You know, what 
Dan, you and I were having a conversation a number of years ago about just the variety of ways that Jesus comes to meet us. That you know, you and I studied at Ohio Dominican and were formed in the in the Dominican school of thought, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a billion different religious orders. Why? Because God communicates in a billion different ways to a billion different people. Is it actually a billion? Have Probably. you? Is this is this Wikipedia's informed you of this? Pretty, okay, got pretty it. Specific <laughs> There's a lot of religious orders. Woo! All right, so, got it. Uh, what's what's the moral of the story here? If you know, um, if if Cain's is was not the testimony that brought you to ultimate fulfillment, mm, right? Mm, mm. Uh, seek out the testimony of mm. of a Chick Fil A. That's a good <laughs> word. I mean, I'll tell you what, Chick Fil A's breakfast chicken is insane. You know, the rolls are I've, so sweet, and like I've got oh. dual motivations here. I was as Brad was was waxing eloquent about about mm-hmm. cans. I was thinking, you know, what is it that actually gets sponsorship for a podcast? <laughs> is it that? And then, and then Dan started just crying. <laughs> oh dang it! Damn. So, so Chick Fil A, true and true. No, uh, it's, people are all make, in agreement. Make your Chick-fil-A own decision right. for the. Uh, no, I, I, I. I for years at, in college, I was trying to convince people that God was alive in the midst of like this like apathetic culture. And yeah. mm-hmm. I remember like I would use Augustine's like like proofs for the existence of God, and I would like enter into these deep conversations with people, and they just didn't give a crap, right? Yeah, like they it yeah. was, and I I was so frustrated. So then I just started using testimony, and like people were like what like I don't believe in God. I'm like, well, I believe in God because yeah. I've experienced him. Yeah. And like, it would kind of shred them of their intellectual like superiority because yeah. Yeah. you can't deny the fact that I've encountered Jesus. You can deny Augustine's <laughs> proof for the existence of God you want. You can like complain about the problems in the church. But when I say like Jesus like invaded my life and yeah. he gave me peace and, and I'm love and I'm different, like you can't deny that. And what I started mm-hmm. to see is that the intellectual conversation, while it has a, a an important place in yeah. co- in the formation of a person, testimony actually disarmed a person and mm-hmm. opened their heart mm-hmm. and made them say to themselves, well, maybe I want to try that experience, yeah. right? Yep. And some people that didn't appreciate what I had to say intellectually and philosophically, they actually started to ask more questions when I was like, mm-hmm. wait, you got that from Jesus? I kind yeah. of, I want that as well. Yeah. And I think that's where testimony really leads to expectation. It's like, mm-hmm. whoa, 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 you told me Jesus gave you love. I've been longing for love. Like, mm-hmm. whoa, whoa, Jesus gave you peace. Like Jesus, like you, you know him, you heard yeah, his voice. Yeah, yeah. I want that too. Yeah. And it, it gave goes you purpose. From, yeah. I want purpose too. It's expectation all of a sudden, like I want it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So we want to, we want to take five steps to encounter, right? Uh, how do I come into an encounter with Jesus? How do I bring other people into encounter with Jesus? Number one, proclaiming the truth of scripture over us. Number two, surrounding ourselves with testimony. I think that's a, that's a, an evangelistic call. Mm-hmm. And it's also a reminder of how we need to be filled ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're looking for a place, stay tuned to Beyond Damascus. Yeah, yeah. Why do we root ourselves in testimony on many of our shows? Why? Because we know this mm-hmm. is necessary yeah. for us, for us, and for all. And it's yeah. really fun to brag on God. Yeah, he's That's like the awesome. best person to brag on because he does the he coolest is. crap. Well, and and it's and it's remembrance. Like, what does Jesus say? Do this in memory of me. Oh, like, we're go. made to remember, and yeah. we'll forget. 
If yeah. we don't talk about it, we'll forget. It's just the way that we work. Yeah. So, so surround yourself with testimony. You know, St. Ignatius said that, what wasn't it that, that he found his conversion mm-hmm. when he opened up the book of the saints, pick yeah. up a book of the saints, right? Like pick up, pick up the lives of the saints. If that doesn't work, find an amazing Ignatius. Podcast where you right. Can, yeah. All right. We're going to do a real life example of how testimony leads to expectation, which leads to encounter. Okay. Oh, man, you're so, jumping to step three. Oh, okay. So, so here's the deal. Dan's so, off. All right. So, uh, Aaron, give a testimony of a time where you proclaim claimed an ex like a testimony to someone who needed healing and then because of the word of testimony you elevated the expectant like the expectant faith in them and then they experienced healing oh my gosh that's amazing maybe okay. even tell your guys a story <laughs> of healing since it's the first like like time we have you here together that's awesome yeah so uh okay this is going to be fun. You all got right. five minutes. All right, get this done. We don't got. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, so uh, we were we were at a we were at a retreat um, mm-hmm. at a at a senior class retreat here at Damascus. This was second year of mission yep, for you. That's right. yeah. All and boys retreat. Senior. If you ever want to, <laughs> if you ever want to engage in a, a wild game, just do something that was appropriate for for like elementary school kids with seniors in high school. Yeah, with way too much it'll, testosterone. And it'll get out of control. Yeah, real it got quick. really out of very, control. We were playing the balloon game. Everywhere. The balloon game is a very simple game where you tie a balloon to your ankle and then try to smash other people's balloons. With only yeah. your feet. And with the men of uh, of St. Charles, it became a bloodthirsty death match. <laughs> yeah, it was great. So Which was great. Yeah, me too. So I walk, well, into, most uh, so I walk into the space. Brad's, Brad's kicking butt and taking names. And... I see, uh, I see out of the corner of my eye uh, a, a large high school senior flying through the air in a ninja kick directly aimed at Brad's balloon. And, and I, I want a picture of this. Re- re- regrettably, he missed, <laughs> regrettably, he missed the balloon and hit Brad's ankle. ankle that's right. So, uh, so Brad hit the ground and um, I Cried remember, like a sixth grade girl. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah. I remember talking to you because I ran over. I, I am... When we don't have a nurse on site, I'm the self-proclaimed yeah, that's true. medical coordinator. <laughs> that's, true. that's true. That's true. <laughs> Definitely self-proclaimed. So I so I ran over to check on you, and mm-hmm. as you described, it was very painful. <laughs> yes, <laughs> correct. Like, you were like, I this couldn't is, put weight on. This it. is the most pain I've ever felt in my ankle, if mm-hmm. I remember correctly. <laughs> and uh, and the guys like tried to get you up to walk it off, and it just wasn't happening. Yeah, that's right. So we went and we moved into the uh, our our health clinic, yeah. and I remember telling you, you know, we're we're going to be going to the hospital. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Your brother went and started the car. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, all right, wait, wait, just describe the pain. I want to hear oh, from man. your words. So Brad. like, well, after I got hit, like I've rolled my ankle a ton of times, right? Because I've played you sports my entire life. Star well, in no, Ohio. no, no, not, well, no, not, not to brag, guys, no, but, I just, I've rolled my ankle a lot, but, but this just felt different because as soon as I hit, like the first thing you want to do on a rolled ankle is stand up on it. Like you want to, you want to get on it and you want to like move it. And as soon as I tried to get up, it was like not happening. And then I remember you were emceeing Dan and you were like, is everything okay? Aaron came over and exactly as he said, I was like, no, it's in a lot of pain. And, and the boys at St. Charles are trying to get me up to like, move. Yeah. I'm like, I, I don't think I can. My so favorite I, thing was watching your face though. Cause you're trying to like, no, it's not in a lot of pain. Oh, it's in a lot of pain. <laughs> like you just look, uh, I mean, you know that face yeah, where you're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. oh, it doesn't hurt. It doesn't you're hurt. Trying to set a it was tone. kind of like you're constipation. To... Like, oh, yeah, yeah, right. yeah, I, guess, yeah. Yeah. I saw that in your eyes. Yes. In your well, face. I tried yeah. to like, I usually yeah. get that out of the test. Yeah. Oh, oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. 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 So, so we're in the health clinic and, um, I, you know, I decided to take a look and assess the situation. So we took off Brad's shoe as gingerly as possible. And Never use that word again. <laughs> he took off his took off his sock, and there was it was immediately bruised. Uh, mm-hmm. There was there was black like spider web bruising up his. Mm-hmm. It was just it was gross, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And um, 
So that that threw off some good indicators to me that this was a bad situation. <laughs> and I remember like th- touching the skin on your ankle, and you're like you're wincing in pain. Mm-hmm. And um, so I was ready to just take it to the ER, right? And uh, all of a sudden, I heard this this word in the back of my head that this is this is an opportunity you need to pray. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I remember I shared with you, uh, you know, you and I have lived this sharing of testimony of healing, but we shared a brief testimony and then, yeah. um, then I asked if we could pray yeah. and you said yes. Yeah. And then we just, we prayed a simple prayer. I prayed in the name of Jesus, pain, leave Brad's ankle for the glory of God. Yeah. And honestly, I wasn't filled with faith. Yeah. I, I looked up at Brad and his face was still white for mm-hmm. a different reason now. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, Brad, what does it feel like? And yeah. Yeah. And then it was like the pain had left. And like, I think to add some from my perspective too, like, I wasn't like super familiar. Like we had heard stories of healing. Yeah. Like I, I testimonies I, of healing. I, I, yes, exactly. Testimonies of healing. But I hadn't like personally experienced any healing done through me or to me. Yeah. And so when you asked, like as a good Catholic, I was like, well, yeah, we can pray. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, but we're still going to the ER. Like this yeah. is just kind of like what you do, right? But then I remember, Aaron, you had me um, with my ankle. You were like, well, can you can you push my hand down at all? And I couldn't move it that way. And could could you move it out and push my hand? I couldn't move it. And can you push it in and move my hand? I couldn't move it. And I remember that moment when you looked up and I was just like taken aback because the, the throbbing <laughs> stopped. I remember you like um, like having this smile and Aaron has a smile that you can like feel. And I'm like, <laughs> like something's happening. And I think at that time, what, what you've told me since is that the swelling was beginning to reduce. And that's when you asked me like, well, let's try that thing with the hand again. And I remember when I pinned your hand. Yeah. And I... I looked, I remember looking at you because I was like, I need you to tell me that I'm not losing my mind, you know? I, just, anyway. I figured you were in shock. <laughs> I was like, I was totally, yeah, exactly, exactly. But then, um, yeah, I mean, the, the powerful, um, the powerful thing that happened after that is you were just like, you wanted to like, to get up and, and try to walk on yeah. this. And I was like, yeah, like, I guess that. And I remember your brother's walking in to like, get ready to take us. And as he's walking in, I begin walking out. And I was just like, First step, no pain. Second step, couple calf raises. <laughs> I was like, I can walk. Yeah. Like I can walk. And as I, and, amen, right? Like, and I remember it so vividly because I was just walking around the lobby and I remember taking some time in the chapel and I remember going back into the retreat and I'll let you yeah. catch okay, up. Okay, wait, wait, pause, pause, pause. So this is really good. Let's yeah. tie it to the content, right? So yeah. we, there was, for years, um, our community had been crying, like reading the promises of scripture and saying, we're not satisfied yeah. that the, the promises of scripture aren't being lived in our lives. Like if our lives are supposed to be Jesus, then we want to mm-hmm. minister like Jesus and see the miracles of Jesus. If our lives are supposed to look like the Acts of the Apostles, we want to see it, right? So scripture mm-hmm. created this hunger in us to ask God to start moving in power again, yeah. right? Yeah. And then we started finding these pockets of people where God was moving in power, where signs and wonders, healing miracles were happening. We started to listen to their testimonies and mm-hmm. confirm the fact that the, the promises of Scripture are still the promises of today, yeah. right? Yeah. So our expectation was growing as a community. Yeah. And now all of a sudden, because we have this hunger, there's an atmosphere of faith in our community, mm-hmm. which allowed God to move in power. And then once yeah. God moves in power, that enabled us to become the testifiers sure. to change people's lives. Yeah. So let's keep yeah. on with the story because yeah. it's getting good. Okay. Well, no, well, so no, no, so I, my I, point of view is you guys left me with 50 no. senior <laughs> boys yes. and like Brad crying like a girl. And like, I was like, okay, what? I'm sorry. I love women. No, that's rude. I, yeah. Like, there's nothing wrong with crying like a girl. Like, you're dignified. Like, I cry like 
a man because I am a man. You cry like a girl because you are a girl. But nonetheless, like wow. the it was an awkward. You dig it, man. I know there's someone who's offended. And, no, uh, no, it's good. We almost got through a whole episode without offending anyone. No, no, I think it's I think it's <laughs> good. It. I think it's good to like like I think your point's well made, and I think the, the reason that I was throwing <laughs> Which point? the point the point the point that was before all the points that weren't okay. well made. Yeah, yeah. I think the the point that I think is well made is that like it was actually expectation that brought that to the health clinic yeah. in that moment. Yeah. But the reason I was tossing it back to Aaron is because actually when he went back with the boys and I joined, yeah. expectation happened there. And yeah, I exactly. think that's a place to like begin. Yeah, so we, so we, walked, we walked back in the room. I was supposed to, Dan was finishing up his talk. It was, it was about, I think it was like the... It was the power of the cross. <laughs> I, I literally preached the gospel and then all of a sudden I'm like finishing up the proclamation so, of the gospel I was and to, Brad I was to walks worship. into the back of the room. I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> what happened? I was supposed to lead worship so I came up to the front of the room and picked up my guitar and like started just going... I was I was getting into the routine of doing my thing. Yeah, and I had a I plan just, that night, and you kind of just invaded the plan. <laughs> and then I was just struck. I was like, "What am I like? I can't come up here and just resume the schedule." <laughs> right. There, this this amazing encounter has just happened in the in the back room, right? So mm-hmm. as I I I kind of stumbled over my words, and I just told the guys, "I was like, something amazing just happened, and I want to tell you the story." And I started trying to communicate what what had just happened moments before. And then the door opens and Brad walks in the room. And I was like, oh, and there he is. Yeah. <laughs> well, and the cool thing is these guys all saw you go down. Like yeah, it was in yeah. front of them. They saw that they yeah. – like I was close enough. I heard the noise. Like yeah. there was a crack, yeah. right? And yeah. it's not like, okay, like Brad got hurt. It was like, oh, dang. Well, like, and you've built rapport Brad with went down. Because you've been competing with them a bunch. Yeah. And so they're, they're thinking like, okay, yeah, he's down. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so it, it was it was just an awesome invitation. Why? Because because that testimony was something they couldn't deny. Right, yeah, right. Because they had seen it, and now they were seeing the result of the action of God. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, long story short, that night there were fifty guys in the room. Um, something like forty of them uh, stood up and recommitted their lives to Jesus, or maybe committed for the first time. Right? Well, yes. seven, yeah. There were seventeen guys that night that that said that they had never known Jesus and they wanted to enter into relationship yeah. with him yeah. simply based on the encounter that they experienced yeah that's right yeah and it was awesome and yeah the other piece that i think is amazing is that the lord like he permitted the bruising to stay but i, I felt no pain mm-hmm. so it was almost like a constant testimony yeah. to me <laughs> that it happened because mm-hmm. you can wake up the next day and just be like okay uh, i just thought some weird things yesterday mm-hmm. but it was there and in like that expectation built in me and I, I still think it resides in me largely because the lord allowed it to mm-hmm. remain you know so scripture proclaims promises, which leads to testimony, which creates in people an expectation of faith, sure. which then they, through that expectation of faith, that hunger for God to work in their life, then they open their hearts and they say, okay, God, mm-hmm. I give you permission to move. It's that fourth step invitation. You're listening to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. Beyond Damascus is aired on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network and right here in Central Ohio on St. Gabriel Radio. You can listen to the whole version of today's show at www.ewtn.com slash radio slash podcasts or check us out on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. We'll be right back with this episode after a short break. 
I'm Kimberly Hahn, and my new show, Beloved and Blessed, is now on EWTN Radio. Every week, I share scripture and my personal experience to speak to the desires and strengths of all women so that each of us can better live out our vocations as daughters of God. Tune in to find inspiration, hope, and strength in each episode. Don't miss Beloved and Blessed with Kimberly Hahn, Sundays at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific, only on EWTN Radio. If you have a few minutes a day, you can become an EWTN media missionary in your parish, in your community, or through prayer. Be a part of Mother Angelica's mission. Place your gifts and strengths in service to Christ and His Church by volunteering your time and sharing the eternal word with the world. Visit EWTNmissionaries.com today. EWTN, the Global Catholic Network. Welcome back to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. Beyond Damascus is aired on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network and right here in Central Ohio on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. So today we've been talking about how how Scripture um, brings us to a place of sharing testimony that builds expectation in us so that we can actually invite God to move. And that's what we're going to do. We're going we're gonna to spend these last few minutes on the show today um, really just actually inviting God to move. Yeah. You know, Daniel were just sharing that 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 praying that simple prayer of of God, I invite you to move. I want I want more. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. I, just, I I love first of all, just the one time we were sharing Aaron and I were doing a presentation um about like kind of the signs, the wonders, the healings and the miracles we were seeing at Damascus and we were like with these ministry leaders and this ministry leader named Dave was just like, "Well, put your money where your mouth is. My <laughs> my wrist has been hurting for years with like chronic wrist pain." pray for it now in front of everyone. <laughs> and like, I'm like, Oh crap. Like, I'm like scared. Like, Oh shoot. Like we had to put our money where our math and like Aaron's just like, Oh, okay, fine. And like praise with it. And then like this guy who's been in ministry for years, just like completely testifies. He's like, Whoa, the pain's gone. <laughs> he was so joyful and excited. And like, just like, um, the God moved in power. And so like, we can actually just say with confidence and faith that mm. we want to put our money where our mouth is not because we like believe in us, but because we believe in the power of God. Yeah. And we w- want to pray that as expectation has been built in our listeners' hearts, that yeah. we want to pray that you would open your heart today, that Jesus would do more in your life, right? Um, I have a priest friend who challenged a person, if you want God to move in your life, pray, Jesus, I want more over and over and over again for a week. Mm-hmm. And so this person, he went home and he just started praying every night, Jesus, I want more. Jesus, I want more. And the next day he showed up. And the next day, on the sixth day, he's in his bedroom. And he's praying, Jesus, I want more. And, and this dude like kind of testifies that the power of God, the Holy Spirit, comes down in his bedroom. And he was just oh, filled man. with the Holy Spirit. And he started to speak in tongues. And so like no one was praying over him, right? But like he had a <laughs> yeah. Pentecost in his bedroom where a Pentecost experience in his bedroom because he, the hunger mm. and the testimony of others built mm. an, a, a, a place where his heart was, I'm, I'm inv- inviting you, God, to do more. Yeah. It didn't happen the first second, there was, but there was a persistence and a hunger that allowed God to move. Put your money where your mouth is, man. All right, let's pray. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Oh, Jesus Christ, we love you. We know that you are the beginning and the end of the Alpha and the Omega, and you are ever-present right now. The the God who created this heaven and the earth um, wants to invade earth today, right now, to change our lives. Lord Jesus, we want more. 
We want more of the Holy Spirit. We want more of the gospel to actually be revealed and manifested in our life. We want more of the acts of the apostles to become the measure of our life. Yes. Lord, we want to see the signs, the wonders, the healings, the miracles, the encounters that that happened in Moses's life, in Aaron's life, in Brad's life, that happened in, in the apostles' lives. We want those miracles, those signs, those wonders to happen in our lives, Lord. Mm-hmm. Come Holy Spirit, we want more, Lord. We want more more, Lord, just yeah. move in power. God, we pray right now that you will come and you'll fill our hearts. Mm-hmm. God, we, we talk about encounter, we talk about the promises, but you, you're you a God who keeps your promises. Mm-hmm. So we put ourselves in this place and we pray this, not that you would impact somebody else, God, but like we say here mm. all the time, that you, that you would mm-hmm. do more in us than you want to do through us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Jesus, today, as as we talk about encounter, as we talk about reestablishing the understanding of this show, that that mm-hmm. that Jesus, the purpose of our life, the purpose of of our being, is is to exist in relationship with you. So, mm-hmm. God, come and fulfill mm-hmm. that purpose in us right now. Yeah. Jesus, move in our hearts, open our hearts to receive you today. Jesus, we we invite you in. Mm-hmm. You know, we hear oftentimes that, that God's a gentleman. He won't force himself on you. Well, have we actually given you an invitation to come into mm-hmm. our hearts, mm-hmm. right? We invite you, Lord Jesus, come into our hearts right now. Mm-hmm. Come into our lives right now. Thank you, Jesus. Mm-hmm. More, Lord, more. Yes, Lord, and in that invitation, we invite you to invite us deeper into your love. Mm. We listen to your invitation, God, that you constantly invite us into deeper relationship with you. We we hear you constantly invite us to yourself, and we pray that you would do that right now. We pray that this yeah. podcast, this radio show, this show in general, God, would lead all who listen yeah. to hear your invitation to them mm-hmm. by name. God, I pray that you would speak to us by name and invite us into relationship with you, into encounter with you. Come Holy Spirit. Mm. Yeah, God fill us like you've like you've done in the past. We pray that you do it again today, uh, today and every day. We pray this in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Amen. Jesus. I can't wait to if if you, if you've encountered the power of God in today's show. Yeah, uh, share in comments. Uh, shoot us an email. I don't even know how you would do that. Yeah, we'll, just we'll, yeah. We'll make an email. It's yeah. a, it's almost as if you have an obligation to testify now. Beyond at damascus.net. There you go. That'll yeah. be live by the time you see or hear the show. <laughs> uh, we're, we're gonna we're gonna wrap up today. We, we we talked about scripture and and testimony, uh, and and expectation and then an invitation, right? That that those are those are the four ways that that we're invited into relationship with Jesus. And the last one is just we got to activate it every single day. Yeah. And that looks different I think for every single person. That's that's the commitment to um to maintaining a journal where where when God speaks to me I write it down, I honor it, to entering into times of worship, mm-hmm. right? That there mm-hmm. are there are tools that we have in our tool belt. Mm-hmm. That, that you know we have access to, right? We talk yeah. about them on today's show, whether it's silence, whether it's going out and taking a walk in the midst of the beauty of creation, right? Mm-hmm. These are the things that we need to realize. They're tools that have been given to us so that we can we can actually activate this promise that God has for us here. Yeah, and if God's if you want God to move in power, go to where God's moving in power, right? Mm-hmm. Like, And so like find those places, those conferences, those retreats, those communities where God's moving in power and hang out with the apostles in the upper room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm.
Friends, thanks for listening to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. You can listen to the whole version of today's show by going online to www.ewtn.com slash radio slash podcasts or searching for Beyond Damascus on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. 